0: Please join me in reading together in unison, our reading for today taken from Psalm 103, the first five verses. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. These are your words, Heavenly Father. They are your truth. We pray now that you would strengthen our faith through them. Amen. Please be seated. Many years ago, my family and I, we were living in southern Florida, way down on the southern tip of Florida. And quite frequently on the news, we would hear stories about what were called balceros. And these were people building rafts from Cuba to try to get to the United States. Uh, From about where Miami is to Cuba is about a 90-mile distance in the ocean. And it was close enough that a lot of people in Cuba, living under communism, wanting to get, get out from under that system, uh, would try to seek ways to get to the United States. Um, those that brought them ashore, uh, quite often they had to be turned and brought back. But uh, one of the more famous ways of trying to get your family over there was to take two doors out of your house and glue them on top of some uh, tired inner tubes from like a, like a truck and make that your raft to try to get over. Imagine going 90 miles with that. Uh, one, one of the ones that they found, I remember, was um, hundreds of little plastic bottles all glued together and then a blue tarp laid over the top, and there was a whole family trying to come across the ocean on that. And we would hear these reports and they would also talk about that there were many people that probably got lost out into the ocean and died they estimate there may have been tens of thousands of people that died just trying to get to the shores of our country. And when I would hear these reports um, back in what was called the Cuban Rafter Crisis in the early 90s, I, I would often think, man, how good we must have it here in the United States that, that people are risking their lives like that. Where would I ever think that I have to do that to try to get someplace? That that I feel I need that badly want to get away from the country that I'm living in, and quite often when they would uh, talk to her, and if you'd talk to people who had come over from Cuba, and I'd meet once of them, some of them once in a while in our neighborhoods and things, they were so grateful to be here in our country, just extreme gratitude. And whenever I'd hear these stories and talk to someone like that, it would make me realize just how. How little my gratitude was, how ungrateful I often was for uh, the blessings that I would enjoy. It's interesting that expressing thankfulness is something that I know for myself, I've got to work at it. It's not something that just comes naturally for me. me. And for myself, I'll say this. It's ironic that the more I'm blessed with in life, the less I'm inclined to be thankful for it. Uh, It's kind of like I expect more. Or I start to think I deserve it somehow. Isn't it interesting that when when King David wrote this psalm, he begins by saying, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Because he knows that's, that's our problem. We forget that our benefits and blessings come from God. Everything we have, all the blessings we enjoy, are just coming, showering down upon us day after day. But it's so easy for us to forget that. One, one of the ways of measuring gratitude is how charitable a person is to others, or maybe even back to God, the, the type of generosity shown back to God. That is, that is an indicator of our gratitude, you might say. Um, many years ago, my father was asked to conduct a paper for a large group of pastors uh, that, that dealt with issues of stewardship and, and uh, thankful giving and things like that. And he, he ran some numbers, and he discovered that the if you could factor in for inflation the same amount from a person's income today of the average American household, uh, what percentage they were giving out of gratitude to their church or just to society for different charities, um, and, and match that up against what it was during the Great Depression when one-third of the country or more was out of work, said that the percentage was the same. Isn't that interesting? Now, I know I am tempted to view my status in life and the things that I have in life through the window of the wealth that's around me, the window of the blessings that are all over the place, and that others have, maybe even more than I have. And for myself, that's a real problem. Uh, there's There's a danger that can come from that. And I can start to feel a little bit more entitled to the things I do have and also expecting that I should just get more as well. And it's easy for me to forget that every day, every day, God, our Heavenly Father, is surrounding me with his good angels who are protecting me from just trouble and danger and difficulty and health problems. He's preserving my life all the time. He's he's taking care of me in such amazing ways. But because it's invisible to me, it's easy for me to forget all of that. It's interesting that if we have a a piece of beef or like steak that goes bad in your fridge or left out on the counter too long, we we say that it spoils, it gets spoiled. (laughs) Isn't it interesting? That's the same word we use for little kids when... They're not grateful for how good they have things in life. It says something about about how we think of that in our human nature, uh, that characteristic of ingratitude, that it kind of spoils us as human beings. And this is a danger even for Christians. Listen to what, uh, back in the 12th 12th century, St. Bernard of Clairvaux, he said this, Forgetting to be thankful is an evil that is dangerous and is capable of quenching the springs of god's grace boy that's a that's an interesting thought ingratitude in us has the potential to to stop the springs of god's grace and to to make us not think about how fantastic those are now king david in our psalm that we just read together invites us to throw away that Materialistic window, we're tempted to look through. Throw that aside, the world's way of looking at things, and pull up God's window, pull up heaven's window, and to look at your life and the things you have in life through the window of His grace and the window of what He's done for us through Christ. Psalm 103 is often referred to as the catalog of blessings, and He would have us come up to that window, and He begins by just starting with a line of praise Bless the Lord, O my soul. All that is within me, bless his holy name. From the deepest parts of you as a person, deepest down inside of you, beyond your skin and your touch and your bones, right down into your soul, he says, Bless the Lord, O my soul. All that is within me, bless his holy name. He goes on, Forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities. Now, isn't it interesting that the first thing he does is he he, he really picks up the cross of Christ and he puts that number one in front of you in this window and he says, don't forget his benefits. He forgives all of your iniquities. It's the top of the list. It's the most important thing in your life that because of Christ, God has wiped away all of your sins and just forgiven them. Think about the, the story of Jesus with the man who was lowered in into the room, the building uh, who was paralyzed. His friends lowered him down. If you remember that story, and how Jesus comes up to him in the crowded room and you'd think, here's this guy that's got all of these problems in his life, he can't even walk. And yet, what does Jesus know is really the most important thing on his heart? The first thing our Lord says to him is, take cheer, be of good cheer, your sins are forgiven you. That's where everything starts, is to know and understand that. He goes on, David goes on, who heals all your diseases. Think about all the little cuts on your body that are gone. Think of all the little ailments that you've had that God finds a way to take care of, whether it's through medicine or just naturally having them heal inside of you. And then he says, who redeems your life from destruction. He's taking you there with those words to Easter. He's taking you to the grave, the empty grave of Christ, and he's saying that's what you're going to have as a believer in him. He's going to redeem your life. He's going to bring it back from being destroyed and just going into corruption back into the ground. You're going to get to live forever. He says, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Crowns you. That's a cool word, isn't it? That he just takes and puts this on your head like a king and a queen. The means of grace, God's wonderful way of bringing his grace to us, just crowns us as his children every time we we go to church or come to chapel and things. And then he says, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle's. You guys wouldn't believe what I got to eat just over the weekend. I mean, it's amazing, (laughs) all the different wonderful things that I get to eat, and it's so easy for us to just not even think about that. Think of all the ways that our gracious God cares for us, beginning with Christ and having his angels protect us and all the things that we get to enjoy. May we never take any of that for granted so david is coming to us and saying whatever your station is in life and whatever you've been blessed with or not blessed with in life pull up the window of heavenly the heavenly window of looking at the things in your life and just say with him bless the lord O my soul all that is within me bless his holy name amen let us rise and we pray lord god our heavenly father you have been so kind and gracious to us Not only have you given us wonderful things in this world and in this life, but you've also given us the promise of everlasting life, our home in heaven through the work of your son. We thank you for creating faith in our hearts to believe and trust in him. Strengthen us as your children. Give us hearts of gratitude to express our thanksgiving to you for all the the wonderful things you give us. And help us to live in that grace constantly until the day you take us to your side. We pray it all in our Lord's name. Amen. And now the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Go in peace. Amen.